you go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union. A savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. Hello and welcome to the NFL Players Podcast. I'm Aeneas Williams. And you won't believe the world that Cassius Marsh is going to take us in. Magic cards and the entire world of it going all the way back to high school and the time he spent in a tiny store. And guess what? All that are listening, his high school teammates did not even know that he was playing this game. Let's listen in because you're talking about a player whose father and brother played. And I'm so excited to share this podcast. Let's listen in. Cassius, man, I'm so excited doing this podcast because I love talking to people about their different passion. And we can ready to talk about a world that I can tell you up front, Cassius, I know very little about. Before I get there, though, my first question, how did you get the name Cassius? My father actually named me after Cassius Clay, Muhammad Ali. Just He was a huge fan of, obviously, an extremely great man and just loved the name Cassius. And so, yeah, he gave me that name. And I've actually, my son's also named Cassius. So. Wow. So thanks for being with us. And you're in training camp. How's training camp started? What's the body feeling like? But y'all do it differently, man. There's no tour days, anything like that. I'm not hating on you, though. I, yeah. I love it. But yeah. tell me about it. Oh, it's been great. We had our first day of practice today, and that was awesome to get back out there. And playing ball is is always so much fun, and Steelers organization is amazing. So I'm just, you know, truly blessed to be here and be back out there with the fellas, you know, having fun playing ball. And uh, But it was good. You know, body feels great. 
had a great off season, so I feel strong and, and fast and healthy. And so definitely, definitely a good start, man. Happy to, happy to be back playing ball. Well, thank you during this busy time of carving out a little, little time for us. Let's get started with your passion. Which would you rather have a Super Bowl ring or a perfectly graded alpha black Lotus card? Super Bowl ring a thousand times out of 10. You, you didn't hesitate. There's no. I love I love the game of magic. I really do. It's 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 definitely my passion off the field. But to be a world champion would mean more to me than probably any any other achievement outside of being a father. I played football my whole life. You know exactly how that feels. So and uh, my rookie year, I went to the Super Bowl and we lost. Wow. Last minute uh, on the goal line versus the Patriots. So I've been very close, but there's nothing there's nothing like it. And I've talked to guys who have, you know, won the Super Bowls and stuff. It's something that I, I, I truly deeply want to achieve. So, But th this Alpha Black Lotus card, 1993, perfectly graded, $500,000? Yeah, actually, the funny story about that is, is a good friend of mine, uh, Post Malone's a good friend of mine. He's also into the game. He was bidding on that card and he left he left to go to Costco because he thought that the card was security. He had set his his like limit at 500k. And when he got back, it jumped up like 50k from where it was before. And he lost by like six thousand. Ended up selling for five hundred and six thousand dollars. So it, it it's crazy. But actually the day before that card sold another PSA 10 perfectly graded one sold for a million dollars. So although those cards are extremely valuable and that would be a nice asset to have and, and, and definitely a huge, a huge collectible for me, something, something I definitely want to have one day. I don't think anything could ever replace like a Super Bowl champion, not even the ring, you know, the ring is cool, but the right. championship to be a champion would be pretty epic. So what it feel like to come so close? Awful. Awful. Because I lost the Super Bowl to guess who? The, the Patriots. Patriots. <laughs> Man, and you know it was crazy. I was I got I got put on IR. I wasn't able to play in the game either. So it was it was really that year was really rough for me. I I can remember it so vividly. I was standing on the sideline, and you know we had the ball on the two or three yard line or whatever it was, and you know I'm thinking we got Marshawn Lynch. There's just no way, you know what I mean? We got three downs to get this ball in there. I've never seen anyone stop Marshawn from getting a yard or two, and I hadn't seen it up to that point. I'm dancing on the sideline. I'm talking about which finger I'm about to put the ring on and, and the whole deal, and we threw the pick, and I just, man, just the worst feeling in, in the locker room after and, and the party back at the hotel and just everything, man. It was just, it was so... I mean, obviously blessed to be able to go to Super Bowl, but it was just a, such a miserable feeling to to go that far and be so, so close just to lose off of basically the last play of the game. So, Well, we're going to get on to your game cards. Let's do it. <laughs> <laughs> Are there any similarities in the world of pro football and the world of fantasy adventure games and collectibles? I'd say that the the competitive nature of the game of Magic I think that there's some similarities, like especially in like highly competitive, like at GPs or during the world tour, people are really, truly dialed and they're really good. They practice and they play over and over again and they play test for hours and hours to prepare for these tournaments. And so 
I think that the preparation is probably the same, but outside of that, obviously they're two different worlds, but I think the preparation for like your performance and the time that you have to put in and like the studying and, and, and stuff like that can, you know, draw some similarities. Any comparison of building an NFL roster to building the magic deck? Yeah, maybe I've never actually thought about that. It's a that's a really good question. I yeah, I mean, you definitely have to when you're building a deck, every little piece is significant and plays a role. So I, I yeah, absolutely. That's a really good question, actually. So are you saying that you possibly could be a GM in the National Football League? Yeah, I mean, I think I, I could definitely pull that off, man. I mean, I don't know that, you know, all of my deck building experience would help that much, but I think I've got a pretty good eye for talent, you know. Um, I would definitely need some tutelage from some some GMs. I would definitely need to learn a lot in order to pull that off. But I think I could, you know, I could work myself to that position one day. When did you get in this university, a uh, universe of magic? So I started off playing Pokemon when I was a kid, not even playing the game. I really never played when I was younger. I was just like collecting and playing the Game Boy games and just, you know, I was just a pretty nerdy little kid. You know, obviously my family was, you know, had NFL history. My dad played, my older brother also played, but, you know, I've always had that, you know, nerdy, nerdy side to me. Started off with Pokemon, then I started playing Yu-Gi-Oh! And then when I was about 11 years old, I found Magic the Gathering. And uh, that was pretty much it, man. I played, I went to Friday Night Magic probably every single night unless I was playing in Friday Night Lights, you know what I mean? Unless I had a football game, you know, I was at our local game store in Simi Valley where I grew up playing Magic and uh, and having a ball, man. The shop that I, I used to play in is, there was really nothing to it, but I would go and spend hours and hours and hours there just having fun and playing the game. And it, it's such a fun game. So I'm grateful to have to have found it. Which one gave you the greatest excitement when you were younger? Was it going to the card shop or playing under the Friday Night Lights? Definitely football, man. I mean, I, I do love the game. and It is a, it's great to have a passion outside of football, but Football, you know, just thinking about it kind of gives me chills, man. Football has provided me with so many, so many things, you know, so many life lessons. I've learned so much from different people who I've had the chance to meet because of football, different experiences, you know, traveling around the country. And obviously um, the NFL has provided me with the money to be able to take care of my family and set myself up to, you know, be able to open my card shop that I have now and, and to be able to have these passions off the field. So I love the game of football and I'm forever grateful to the game of football. So why are you still passionate about it today? I'm talking about the card game. It's truly an incredibly good game. The depth of the game is just is just crazy. There's so many different interactions and there's so many different ways to win the game. It's hard to explain to, you know, somebody who's never really experienced it, but I would compare it to chess on steroids, you know what I mean? Chess is such a obviously such a good game and has been for centuries, but Magic has you know, just this crazy creativity and, and there's the collectability of the cards and the value of the cards and and the game being so good and, and there's so many different ways to play the game. And honestly, the community and, and the interactions with the people and it is very, very similar to to my experience with football. You know, I've met so many good people playing the game and I have a lot of good friends because of the fact that I play Magic the Gathering. Yeah, I, I mean... There's there's a million there's a million reasons why I'm so passionate about Magic the Gathering still. So that card store growing up, you said it wasn't that big. Would you say that was kind of like your other locker room? 
Yeah, absolutely. I mean, there's definitely a group of guys who would be there almost every week and you wait for them to get there. And, and when they get there, like everybody's like welcoming them to, you know what I mean? Like, sit down, bro. Like, let's get a game in. It is very similar. It does have that same feel. And, and there is like a brotherhood within the community of Magic. And, you know, the, the one of the cool things about, about the game is the emphasis on community. You know what I mean? Like, so my second year in the league, I had about $20,000 worth of cards stolen from me. My my girlfriend at the time, now my fiance, Devin, she took my car because her and a bunch of friends were, were going to go to the club and hang out together. And, you know, they needed a bigger car to to drive. And, I you know, I wanted to be safe. It's a, it's a, it was a bigger car. Um, so she drove my car to the club. I forgot that my backpack, not only my backpack with my magic cards in it, but my backpack that had my iPad and like all my work stuff in it. So every car that had tent got broken into and they stole both my backpacks. And I was devastated, man. It wasn't just the money. I'd spent a lot of time building those decks and you know, it was, it was a huge hit to me because like it takes real time to just find the cards and build the decks. And so I tweeted out something like, Hey, I have my card stolen here and I'll give you as many tickets you want to home games for the next, you know, whatever, if you just return my cards and it went viral and a bunch of people covered it like ESPN and GQ and just like it it went, it went kind of, it went everywhere. And um, the outreach from the community was incredible, man. I had so many different people send cards to me at the facility. Wizards of the Coast came out, um, which is the company that created the game and owns the game. They came out and, and brought a huge box of booster boxes to me, and, and I, it was it was just incredible. So, like, the Magic the Gathering community is incredible and extremely supportive of, of the people who are a part of it. So. so we got five colors and a Magic color, Will. Which color would represent you as a player? I'd say blue. It's Why super blue? broken. I mean, I mean, I say broken as isn't like it's just, like, overpowered, like, you draw a bunch of cards with blue, you counter people's spells. Countering a spell means you cancel it. So you basically are just in a power position and just like, it's hard, it's hard to explain, but the magic players out there will most definitely understand where I'm coming from. I, my favorite color is blue. And I'd say my second favorite color is green. And green is like big stompy creatures and like overwhelming power and uh, mana ramp and stuff like that. So. But blue, blue most definitely would be number one for me. So you said the game is like chess on steroids. When I think of chess, I think uh, you have to be thinking about moves ahead of the, ahead of time, Absolutely. right? Have you been able to use this type of logic and thinking in your game as a pass rusher? Yeah, yeah, no, absolutely. I mean, I wouldn't, I wouldn't say that like I hadn't thought about those things prior to being a Magic player, but. As a pass rusher, it is definitely a similar mindset where when you're rushing the passer, you know, you have to set up certain moves. You know, you rush outside, outside, you know what I mean? You get a sack on them on the outside and got them really worried about that. And then you hit them with a spin move or you come back inside or you hit them with power or, you know what I mean? You set certain things up throughout the game as you're rushing the passer. You know, you're thinking a couple of steps ahead of the O-lineman. So it is, it is similar in that sense for sure. So what would be the equivalent in the game of watching film? I would say play testing. So play testing is basically in a competitive atmosphere, there's what's called a meta. And the meta is basically decks that are 
competitive in that format. So there's probably at any time there's four to five decks that are competitive enough at that time to, to win. So you have your deck that you're playing with and you play test against those other decks with your friends in order to figure out like what's, what works best, you know, how to adjust mid game because each game you can take cards from your sideboard and, and add it into your deck. So I'd say definitely play testing would be your film watching or, or your practice preparation. Tell me about your excitement of your grand open. Cash Cards Unlimited. What was it like? Westlake Village, California. How big is Westlake? Um, Westlake's a pretty big city. I think it's right outside of LA. It's like right past the valley. So it's like Woodland Hills. And then there's like little cities in, be in between there. But Calabasas is next. And then like Agur Hills. And then Westlake is basically right outside of Calabasas. Grand opening versus getting drafted. Definitely getting drafted. I mean, it was a, it was a dream, you know. Opening the card store was was a dream of mine. And like, it's something that I felt like would be great and would be a lot of fun and, and something for me to do when I got done playing. But, you know, ever since I was a little kid, you know, when they ask you, wow. what, what did you want to be when you grow up? My answer is since I was like six or seven years old was being an NFL player. Like I never, never anything else. And you know, your teachers are always like, maybe you should, you know, write something else, you know, not often do people go to the NFL or, or whatever, but I, no hesitation. I never listened to them. My mind was made up. I knew exactly what I wanted to do. And so achieving that was amazing. And it was a, it was a great feeling regardless of what round I went just to, to be able to make it to the NFL was just a, had always been a dream of mine. So what type of impact as a football player today, did your dad and your brother haven't played in the NFL? What kind of impact did they have? A huge them? impact. You know, you always look up to, you know, obviously your father and, and your older brother, you know, my dad, was an incredible athlete and he wasn't around as much when I was a kid, but the couple the few times that he was around, I was able to, it was him teaching me how to lift or taking me on the field and putting me through ladder drills. And, you know, I always just wanted to make him proud. I always wanted to be like him and be like my older brother. And so, you know, just being able to just see them achieve, you know, going to NFL. And, and I remember vividly my brother getting drafted, being over at his, his mother's house and, and being with him when he got drafted by the Eagles. I just remember being like, it's almost my time. You know what I mean? He was four years older than me. And I think I had just enrolled at, at, uh, at UCLA and I was just, I was so heavily motivated by seeing it just felt so tangible to me. It was right there. So um, they definitely had a huge impact on me growing up. So I would assume the teacher that said, Hey, don't just write NFL player. I assume she didn't know about your father and your brother, I would think, right? <laughs> no, definitely not. Well, I think the teachers, when I was younger, they, my brother hadn't, hadn't achieved it yet. But, and, uh, you know, they definitely didn't know about my dad. That's for sure. So, but yeah, man, that, it, it's funny. I actually, I wonder what those teachers are doing now. You know, I'd love to have a, have a conversation <laughs> with them and just, just touch base. But, but I do, you know, I actually had this teacher when I was in middle school who completely supported that that dream and I'll never forget her. her name's Mrs. Gerfin. I knew it and she and she was like, "Yep, like I believe it, Cash. It's like you're going to do it." And like I just loved her so much, you know. Has your dad's transition, how your dad trans transition out the game, your brother's transition mm -hmm. out the game, has that helped you 
think about transitioning at some point. Yeah, no, absolutely. I think, you know, I think both both my dad and my brother really struggled with the transition out of the NFL, as a lot of guys do. You know, you spend your whole life as a football player, and a lot of people, a lot of men identify themselves as a football player, like that is who I am. And so, you know, when that when that's no longer a part of, you know, I mean, you're never not a football player, you know what I mean? Like that, that never goes away. But when your career is no longer being a football player, I, you know, obviously a lot of guys struggle. So seeing them struggle to transition and, and the amount of time it took and, and the mental strain, emotional strain I watched them go through definitely made me think about it and, and make me want to be more prepared for that transition, you know, figure out what I wanted to do while I was in the NFL instead of waiting until I was done. And I had I had a lot of vets who really uh, reinforced, you know, that message, re- you know, always pushed me to, to be more. Michael Bennett and Cliff Averill had a, a huge impact on me in my, my first four years in the league. You know, they always made me think about life after ball, even though, you know, in my head, I was going to play forever and I was going to be the best that ever was. And, you know, you couldn't tell me anything, but they always made me think about it. And I'm, I'm, I'm very grateful to them for that. As we transition, have you taken advantage of any of the NFL programs, player development programs? Have you taken advantage of any of those resources to also help you prepare? I have just really started to. I think that starting my business may really open my eyes to it. There's so many resources provided by the NFL that guys really don't tap into. And the NFL has been, uh, and the PA has been extremely supportive of of my business and, and helping me to get the word out and helping me to grow it. They are working on getting me into the, um, the legacy program, the business legacy program. And I'm trying to do as much as I can and take advantage of, of all the different programs. So Darrell Young has been helping me with all that stuff. He's He's been amazing. He's he's a new guy here in, in Pittsburgh, and he's he's been extremely supportive and been helping me guide me through this process and helping me find which ways I can take advantage of, of all the things that the NFLPA offers. So, What would Cassius tell his rookie self today? I would say be patient, accept criticism, and just enjoy the journey and embrace the process and don't try and get there too fast. That's what I would say. Don't be too eager and and be grateful. Be grateful for everything because it's such a blessing and I've seen so many guys come and go and let ego get in the way of their career. If I could talk to myself, I would definitely try and humble myself and definitely tell myself to put my ego to the side and, and just work. Cassius, when I asked you that question, you may not realize this. It was like you went into a solemn moment. No, I'm serious. I don't know if you caught that. It was literally like you had spent some time thinking about this. Tell me about that. Well, I think that I think that early on in my career, you know, I was so, you know, I let my ego get in the way of you know, my growth and my relationships with coaches and different organizations. I think that that is the reason why I haven't had much opportunity in this league, you know, as a pass rusher. And, um, you know, I'm, there's nobody to blame for that but but me. I definitely have done a ton of self-reflection on, you know, my career. I mean, I'm starting year eight now. Right. So, you know, I've got a little brother too. And so I think about that often because I want to make sure that, you know, he has all the knowledge that he needs so that he doesn't make the same mistakes that I do or I did. So I've definitely spent a lot of time thinking about those things and, and how I could have 
done better early on in my career to set myself up to stay with the same team and be one of those guys that's 10 years with the same team and, and that stability and, and staying with the same organization and, you know, really thriving in the league. So I'm grateful for my journey in the NFL has taught me so much, but I'm a loyal dude. You know what I mean? I, I would have loved to stay with one team, but honestly, I'm still very grateful because I'm here in Pittsburgh now and, and it's such an amazing organization. I'm, I'm very grateful to be a part of the Pittsburgh Steelers. And you're in your eighth season. You know the number eight represents new beginnings, right? It does. It does. So, you know, who who knows? You know, maybe I'll, I'll spend the rest of my career here and, you know, hopefully we, we get ourselves a Super Bowl ring and, uh, and and I can become a world champion as a part of one of the best organizations in the NFL. So, Did someone help you come to the self-awareness that you just described to me or just maturation on your own? You know, I've had conversations. You know, everybody in, in, in my life, I keep a, a very small circle. I, you know, I'm all about good energy and keeping toxic energy out of my life. So the people who are around me, my mother, my fiance, my, my friends, they, they make me want to be better. I think becoming a father, you do a lot of self-reflection, you know, because, <clears throat> sorry, I get emotional. I think about my son. Wow. He, uh, you know, he made me want to be better. So, wow. yeah. And I appreciate the realness yeah. to this conversation, Cassius. Mm-hmm. I, I really do. As we close it out, when you go on an NFL team or even in high school, could you identify the guys who were card players like in the Magic game? Could you identify them? No, no. Honestly, <laughs> no, no way. Because it, it's crazy. You know, you. I don't think anybody would have ever guessed in high school that I play, I was playing Magic. None of my friends had any idea that like... They didn't know? No, they had no clue. I was just disappearing on Friday nights. They had no idea. And I never said anything to them because I was like, I never thought in, in a million years that I'd have any interest in it. Nobody who I'd ever talked to in college had played and you know, there's been a couple of guys in the NFL that that have played around or played around with it, but I would never be able to like just look at a person and be like, "Oh yeah, he's for sure like a Magic the Gathering player." You know, Doug Baldwin plays Magic the Gathering, right. um, but there's nothing about him that you know would would make right. me, you know. There's nothing about him. I mean, obviously, extremely intelligent person. Intelligence is definitely required to play the game, but. Yeah, no, it's a mystery, man. The athletes, are, there's a lot of guys who are actually starting to pop up and, and show interest in, you know, trading cards and collectibles. And there's been a couple of other guys who have shown interest in playing the game of Magic. So, you know, one of my one of my goals is to spread the game to everybody because typically uh, Magic the Gathering players are pretty nerdy guys. You know, the dudes who didn't really make it on the sports teams and weren't as athletic or popular and... um you know, although those guys are all amazing and just super cool people, very humble people to be around, you know, I want to spread the game to to the masses. You know, I think it's a wonderful game, and I think there's a lot to learn and a lot to gain from from being a part of the Magic community. So, And from what I understand, as we close out, Cash, you're doing some uh, anti-bullying work? Yeah, so my, my, message, my message through the game of Magic is, like I was saying, typically these guys are probably the kids who are getting bullied, you know? Prior to the last couple of years where this stuff is all becoming popular, a lot of those guys get picked on. And so that's why I want to spread the game and spread this community and show people, you know, how, how great it is. So, so that those people don't have to go through those types of experiences. You know what I mean? Like I want them, I want them to know how cool it is. And I want those type of people who, who were doing the bullying to realize that they were bullying someone who now, 
has a $100,000 Black Lotus in their, in their safe and is able to pay for, you know, their child's college tuition with, you know, one card that they had collected as a child. I know guys who have paid for houses, you know, with magic cards. Wow. You know, it's, it's really incredible, you know, what the collectibles world has been able to, to accomplish up to this point. And so it's definitely important for me to, you know, protect that community and, and uh, make people embrace it you know, because a lot of people hide it and are, are ashamed of it. I want people to be able to be proud of it. So I appreciate the work that you're doing in this in that space. More of us have this opportunity because in our world, right, we all look looked up to, right? Yes. And then now taking that position, particularly with so much bullying going on. So I appreciate you doing that. Close out, we have some quick hits. You ready for it? Yeah, I'm ready. What's that? Favorite NFL city to live in and why? Mm, well, I found my fiance in Washington. Okay. And it's it's definitely an extremely beautiful place to live. And I didn't appreciate it while I was there. So I'll go with Washington only because I haven't spent enough time in Pittsburgh to to really say. Favorite officer tackle to go up against? The worst ones. I don't know. I don't even remember their names. <laughs> <laughs> Favorite quarterback to sack? Russell Wilson was was my favorite to sack because obviously I played with the guy for so long and he's extremely elusive, hard to get to. So him and then I was able to sack Lamar Jackson as well. And he's probably the most elusive guy in the league. So those two definitely. If you wasn't a football player or a card shop owner, what would you be? I'm very into fitness. So maybe something in that space. I'm also really interested in, in real estate. My my mom was an, has been an escrow officer for like almost 20 years. So I probably would have got into real estate and, and been like a trainer on the side or something like that. All right. Real estate trainer. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Designer Richard Garfield. Yes, Richard Garfield. Richard Garfield, 1993. Did you know his great-grandfather was the 20th president of the United States? James A. Garfield. How about that? Wow, I had no clue. <laughs> That's nuts. Think about that, man. So when you these legacies that are built, man, for this young, this gentleman to to create this game and then have this legacy in his life. So this has been awesome, man. I just wanted to give you some things that I do my homework because I found it very interesting. That is a great fact. I'm going to tell all my friends that that's actually, that's awesome. Richard Garfield. Wow. That's crazy. That's wild. Cassius, this has been fantastic, man. Thank you for carving out time. You're in training camp, man. I don't know if I was in training camp, if I would have done a podcast like this. So thank you so much, man. The best is yet to come, Cassius. Absolutely, brother. I appreciate the time and, and, and the questions, man. It was a wonderful conversation, brother. I really appreciate it. To provide feedback or request a topic for discussion, email us at NFLLegends at NFL.com. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower, 
37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cb for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. Hey guys, back at the playground again, huh? Yep. You know what this playground could use? A wine country. Heck yeah! And some waves, so we could go surfing. Oh, <laughs> ah, love that! A redwood forest would be cool. I'm in! Ah, ski slopes. Let's do it! Um, can a girl go shopping? Yeah, baby! Wait! Did we just invent California? Discover why California is the ultimate playground at visitcalifornia.com. Asking the right questions can greatly impact your future, especially when it comes to your finances. So if you're looking for a financial advisor you can trust, certified financial planner professionals are committed to acting in your best interest. That's why it's got to be a CFP. Find your CFP professional at letsmakeaplan.org.